Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm your host today on Between Heaven and Earth Radio. And it is that time again. It is Christmas time, my favorite, favorite time of year. And as our tradition has come now, um, I am doing our very special Christmas show with my very, very dear good friend, Isabel Von Falois, who's our guest today. And today's show is all about Christmas magic, and we're going to talk all about Christmas today, and um, I, it's just wonderful. This is my favorite, favorite time of year, and as I said before, and I want to shout out to everybody out there who is in listening uh, around the world, around the country. I have met people who um, have been listening to this show for years. I actually just met somebody out in, I believe it was uh, at West, somewhere in Ohio or Pennsylvania, and I was just stunned that uh, she had been listening to the show for years. And it's so it's awesome because I, I know people around the world listen, and we also are out on uh, my radio show app, Lisa K Radio, and you can download that for your Android phone or for your iPhone and listen to our shows everywhere and anywhere you have your phone with you. You'll always be kept up to date with the latest episodes. Um, And uh, I just just love that because it remembers where you left off if you have to stop in the middle, which is really cool, awesome. So anyway, let's start with our show today. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Isabel. And Isabel is basically um, the consummate expert on angels from Germany. And she has been doing her work for a long, long time and um, travels around the world and in Europe. Uh, She is based in Germany and often goes to places like uh, Italy and and just an abundance of places. And And she is my favorite angel lady. Uh, Isabel has been in contact with angels since childhood, and after she had a near-death experience at the age of eight, her visionary dreams and visions increased. And in her adult life, she started out as a concert pianist, and she's a musician, and a wonderful one. And now, although an interest in spirituality has always been part of her life. It was only after her life-threatening leukemia in 2000, in the year 2000, that she engaged more deeply with angels. And after a deeply touching apparition of Archangel Raphael in 2004, she started to hear and see angels and started receiving detailed assignments from the archangels to help her regain her health which I'm glad to say she is fully back to health now. Here we are in 2017. 
And today she writes and travels around the world giving presentations and workshops. Uh, She's very prolific um, doing many, many workshops, and she's written several books in German German and other languages. They've been Italian and German bestsellers. She's recorded more than 50 meditations and developed the Angel Life Coach Training, the Isis Angel Healing, and Magdalene Healing Training. And uh, Isabel has had her own show, and she's been featured in many magazines and appeared in several DVDs, spiritual movies, and on German television. She just completed her fifth book that's just come out, and it's called The Letter of Mary Magdalene, and it's in German, and hopefully it will be published in English in 2018. We're all looking forward to that that book coming out, and I wanted to welcome Isabel. Isabel, thank you so much for coming on my show today. Hello, Lisa. It is always such a pleasure to be with you. I was looking forward already for a long, long time to be with you again. Oh, isn't it great? It's a great time. It's a great way to end the year and, you know, kind of put a nice little cherry on top of the the Christmas season, which I know is your favorite and my favorite. Exactly. (laughs) It's such a special time. (laughs) It really is. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about what is it about Christmas that makes it so special? I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about it being too commercialized. Um, but, you know, in spite of all that co- commercialism, um, it, it's still uh, magical. I think it's it's very magical. You know, um, I might have mentioned this before. I, I grew up uh, not religious. I, we were very spiritual, but we didn't prescribe to a particular religion. But we celebrated Christmas. And, uh, you know, as those of you who know me, I um, I am ethnic Chinese, uh, and so uh, you know we didn't really have a a Christian background, but uh, we always had a Christmas tree, and we always <laughs> had presents and Santa Claus. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. And, yeah, it was like a, it was always somebody, a friend of the family um, played played Santa Claus for a long time. You know, I thought he existed, um, and it was so cute. What he would do is uh, he would. I remember. Where I lived in uh, New York, which is, you know, back then, uh, oh, decades ago, uh, just 30 miles outside of New York, um, we used to get snow all the time. We don't anymore, which is a little, you know, disconcerting, but uh, we used to get snow, and so we'd have snow piled up outside, and (laughs) and I remember, you know, uh, he would would take these bells, these, like, reindeer bells, and he'd ring them outside, and we'd hear, oh, he's coming, he's coming, and then he would come in through the back door, not down the (laughs) chimney. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I also had the Santa Claus and, and once it was a female neighbor and she had these very very graceful hands and then I told my parents you know what the hands didn't look like of a man is it, is it possible <laughs> so <then laughs> suddenly Uh-oh. I found out uh, the story but I loved it I really loved it and I really loved this special oh, time cool. of the year now, did you did you call uh, Santa Claus Santa Claus, or did you call? I guess they doesn't say Nick exactly. come from Germany. I don't know. We, we say Nick, we say Nikolaus Nikolaus, and the Nikolaus doesn't come for Christmas. He or he comes for the uh, December fifth or sixth, and it's not directly connected to Christmas in Germany. You know, um, because I know you get your presents like the December twenty fifth. But we celebrate uh, mm-hmm. Christmas, uh, the holy night, December 24th. And there we get our presents. 
Oh, okay. So it, overnight, you know, that's people here uh, celebrate either Christmas Eve, the 24th, um, or Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it depends on, you know, the family. Um, ah. You know, my, my family did Christmas Eve for some reason. My mother said it was always Christmas Eve. It had to be Christmas Eve. And, well, I guess that's when, you know, Santa Yeah, we do Christmas Eve. We're coming now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we do. Is kind of, it's a magical. It's it's magical. It is. It, it is. And but I think we really sometimes uh, forget about the real meaning of of Christmas because of all the. Anyway, I have to say I love the cities are so full of these beautiful lights. I really love that time, and you can you can go within and you can decide to see a different because. It is the birth of someone who is so special for us. I mean, Jesus Christ, child, he is, I think, one of the most beautiful beings who ever lived on this planet, you know. And such mm, a great yes, well, moment to remember. And, yes. and what I think what people mostly forget is that we celebrate a birthday of someone and we always think about what we should give as presents to other people but maybe once we should think what is our present to the child of birth to the birthday child to Jesus Christ what want we to give to him what is our gift for him and uh, well you know yeah I think um, you cut out just a little bit but I think you know the gift of giving to Jesus so is there a symbology you think around giving a gift to to the baby Jesus? Or? No, not to the baby Jesus. But but the the thing is, normally when we when we celebrate a birthday of a person, you know, we we think what can we give to that person. But did we ever think mm-hmm. what we could give to him? I mean, this, not not as a as a gift gift, but maybe that we are more compassionate with all. Maybe that we judge less maybe that we try to be more humble i mean what can we give back to him it's something we can choose for us and i think this is a time of the year where we all should contemplate where we all should reflect what this year has brought to us what this child symbolizes for us and maybe also to connect with the child within us and to remember that within every one of us even in the hearts of our enemies lives this innocent pure child and when we remember that that we are all within divine child uh, divine children then maybe we mm-hmm. really understand about the deep deep love which lives in everyone oh i love that that, that well that's that's perfect and you know it's almost like christmas time does make people want to be uh a little happier and more giving and um but that that thought of giving to giving something to jesus and that jesus is that uh that i guess that embodiment of of who we are and what we are exactly. and that exactly you know, that, and and giving so when we give to others we're giving to ourselves and uh and it doesn't have to be a physical gift does it exactly and i think also the most important thing we we could give to someone is our precious time because in this uh, time i live in everything is so hectic and so much stress because the 
life is so fast in these days. But really being present, really being compassionate, really being listening to others. I think this is even sometimes a greater gift we can make than just buying something. I totally agree. I think we're, you know, we don't always listen to someone. Uh, we're always, you know, wanting to share our story. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's one thing. And I was, as you were speaking, the other thing that occurred to me um, was as we are going about our day, and, you know, I guess it sounds a little trite at times, but it, there is something about it, you know, of when you're interacting with someone and uh, giving them a smile or or treating that stranger. And that stranger could be a cashier, or could be somebody we're passing on the street, could be the guy who's filling up your gas tank or, you know, and, and you know, being ha- being that loving being and being and smiling at and saying thank you and um but being genuine about it you know being i think where we tend to uh express ourselves uh based on who we're around and who we're with and so we're you know maybe kinder to certain people that maybe we know but uh, others that we don't know um you know we're a little and maybe that's because i come from new york <laughs> so we're a little standoffish <laughs> but I, you know when you're not like that and those of you who are around other places in the world it's not like you're you're probably thinking i'm a little loony but um <laughs> it, it does you know for, it, it makes a difference you know how how you connect with other people and and even i guess when you're, you're in it you are in a place where um you know tends to be more social i guess there's another part of it too is that uh, genuine being there. What do they talk, talk about being open-hearted, and what does that mean? Um, being authentic. Yes. It's being. It's being. You know, how are you with say someone that you love, a good friend, uh, some a family member that you really care about? You're good. You're more open. And why can't we be like that with everybody or other people, right? You're you're so right. And and what is teaching Jesus to us is that we are really being open-hearted, and that we. Really dare to show our love because the point is you never lose something when you sh- when you show your love but you lose something when you don't show your love and you're totally right it's the same in Munich the people are here with so serious faces and when you go around and you start smiling at people it's possible that you make their day because no one is smiling you know or only a few people mm-hmm. are smiling and and I really love to give people a smile and to look into their eyes and to give the feeling I really have seen you because this is also something which is so rare in these days, you know, with all these social media stuff and the virtual world. When do you really connect? When is someone really looking into your eyes, the eyes of your soul? And I think this is also Christmas to be present, even if you are in a, in a hectic, in a hurry. To be present, even if you're standing in a in a queue at the cashier, but looking into the eyes and maybe you're really saying, I wish you a Merry Christmas, I wish you happy holidays, to be there in this moment, not with your thoughts in your past or in your future, just really mean be it. present. Yes, really mean it, exactly. Yeah, it, that, that uh, be in the now and how, how special it is and, you know, at this, at this time, and, and that's a good thing too, so that you have a little less to worry about because uh, people generally aren't a somewhat better mood. I was also thinking about how Christmas, the birth of Jesus is a, um, 
well, being born, right, and and yes. kind of starting anew, and it's a great time to think about those things, the opportunity to start new or, or to be, say, different. So kind of gives you a little bit of an excuse. Um, and then start. we're certainly coming up to January 1st, and yeah. everybody yeah. has their new New Year's resolutions. But it, it is all about that the birth. You know, I think about the symbolism in, uh, in a lot of our, our traditions and, um, mm-hmm. and what it helps us think about. I totally agree, and 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 if we if we really think about a rebirth, about a new birth, we can also really mm-hmm. start to be different people. Because in the moment we decide to to really maybe be more authentic, be more kind, be more compassionate, be more loving, in the moment we really decide, we maybe not decide to become slimmer, to be, become more fit. In the moment we are more connected to true nature, all the rest falls in place easily. Yes. So I have a question for you. Um, thinking about, you know, uh, you hear these things all the time, and here we are talking about it, We and we certainly believe in it, but when it comes down to actually doing it, sometimes it's a difficult thing. And I, don't, I know um, here in America we have a lot of uh, division and divisiveness and uh, um, actually, I think over in Germany, you guys had a very interesting election uh, yes. time as well. But um, <laughs> but it sort of seems to be a, you know a theme that's going around the world in terms of people, and I don't you know expressing their negativity or their you know standing on one side of a, a, a uh, an opinion. And um, it's, and I think also with social media and the technology, it's easy to express yourself anonymously, and it it creates sort of this buzz around you of mm-hmm. uh, disagreement. And and you know, and then it, you could take it on a, another side too. Is like, well, if I'm the only one running around smiling at everybody, you know, it certainly starts with one person. But um, you know, how do I deal every day and remind myself and then deal with maybe the, the disagreements? One of the things that comes up in holiday get-togethers is, uh, oh, you know, i got to hang out with that cousin that I can't stand or mm-hmm. right? I have to mm-hmm. go and deal with the family, you know, usual disagreements or tensions. And mm-hmm. so do you have any thoughts on how to handle, you know, the day-to-day life and, and kind of yes. live and embody <laughs> that authenticity and love? Yes, I think so. You know, um one thing is what I do anyway every day, not only in Christmas time, is to really connect with Jesus Christ and his energy because he was a person who didn't judge. He was a person who didn't see a woman less than a man. He was probably the first man to see women and men equally. And if I really connect yeah. with his energy and I ask him to surround me, to enfold me in his white golden light of Christ and I really the morning and I I tell myself I really want to look with the eyes of compassion with the eyes of love and I try my best to not judge someone we try to see the spark of God the divine child within everybody because there's we are all the same we are all one in reality there's no no one better and no one worse in reality and we have to remind us and i try to do it every single morning that i really connect with that divine energy with the divine love i connect with my heart and i really 
try to remind myself not to judge. And if I realize I judge someone, I try to see the judgment in the same moment without judging myself. And then I try to bless that person ah. because I know, I, yes, because I know, I really, really know when I would walk two weeks, 24 hours per day in the moccasins of this person, I would completely understand why she or he is the way or behaves the way she or he does. And after hearing like thousands and thousands of stories of participants in the last um, 13 years I'm teaching, I really know the more stories of people I know that nothing is like it seems to be. No one looks like the story she or he has behind him. And if I can look with these eyes of compassion and love, I really can let go of judging. And I think this is what we really need, especially in the Christmas time, because we need, we meet so many people, maybe also family we are not in the best relationship with. But if we can look through these eyes and, and with blessing everyone we meet and with truly listening without needing to tell our stories, then we might have a peaceful time and the most beautiful time ever. I think, you know, what really struck me about the, the two points you made um, is one thing is what you just said is our story. You know, because that we're so hung up on our story. We all have stories and they're all valid uh, and, and they're all important. Um, but that knowing people have their stories as well. And, and the, you know, your description of the baby Jesus uh, of the Christ child that, that is really an embody, embodiment of that divine child that is within all of us. Um, you put those together and then it really helps. But I think, you know, you're, I, I admire you. You're very disciplined uh, to be able to start your boarding. I forget. So I get up in the morning and I'm, boom, I'm ready to go. I'm thinking of all the things I got to do, getting ready, getting dressed and getting my day started. And, um, you know, I don't always remember to do to but, remember that other but people are that divine spark. But but Lisa, <laughs> but, start, no, but what I do do, I do, I try to remember in the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, I get so you. That, but that's but, one of the things. <laughs> but I think that the the difference we can make when we really think about this before we leave our bed, before we leave our bed mm-hmm. in the morning, before we we start our day, to really connect with that divine spark within us with that divine child within us mm-hmm. with the the energy of jesus christ who for me is the the ultimate teacher of love we have and and when we connect with that mm-hmm. energy it's so much easier oh that's what do you have a a uh, a prayer or do you have something that you you say every morning i know some people do that or or do you just have certain thoughts or uh, I, I I don't have let's say a, a prayer, but I really call. I really I I like lift my hands to my heart, so the palms look upwards to heaven, and I ask mm-hmm. Jesus Christ to send His white golden light down to me, and I breathe it in, and while breathing it in, I take it in and while breathing it out it becomes like a column which surrounds my entire being from heaven till earth and from earth till heaven and so i'm i'm standing in that light or i'm sitting or lying in that light of jesus christ and i'm also protected for the day and this is very beautiful oh i love that i love that and that's he, actually and, um 
And yeah, he that gave energy it, is amazing. And, you know, he gave this to me when I was this year visiting for the first time Chartres in France, the, the beautiful cathedral. And, <laughs> and there's the yeah. labyrinth. And in the middle of the labyrinth is the holy uh, six-petaled rose. And the six-petaled rose yeah. is a symbol also for Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene. And and when I was meditating there, I just had another apparition of Jesus Christ, who is to me even closer than the angels, because he's a dear friend since childhood. And when he appeared, he just showed me this uh, this this thing with this Christ light. And since I do it, I feel so much more. Uh, connected and in the in the energy of love than even before with the angels. I mean, I love the angels and I will always uh, be talking about angels too. But Jesus Christ is still different for me. He's closer. He's he's my dearest friend. That's wonderful. So tell me about how he how he became your friend or how you uh, became his friend. Let's say um, <laughs> you said since you were young. How did how did that happen? Yes. My 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 parents were kind of religious, but not in the sense of going to church all the time. And my father was a, a sculptor, and he always also did beautiful um, pieces for Christmas with Jesus Christ, and he did art with Jesus a lot. So there was immediately the connection when I was a little child. But then it was really strange because we had no television, and I had never seen anything of that. But every Black Friday before Easter, I would get very, very sick and have these visions about the crucifixion. And I was every Easter, I was very, very ill till 33 when I had a past life regression and realized I was there. I have seen the crucifixion. I have been there. Okay. And and then then I, I tried to take the trauma out of my system with Archangel Raziel and this helped. And since then I'm not, not ill anymore at at Easter or at Black Friday. And so this because you know, when I was five, I never had seen a movie. I never because we had no television. And so you didn't memories. know. Yeah, yeah. This was memories, and also the the reason why I wrote the book, the letter of Mary Magdalene, has nothing to do with an idea from myself. At Christmas Eve 2012, I I don't know whether you know, I had another near death experience, and I was on the other side of the veil. And she oh no, I didn't know that. Yes, and Jesus well, Christ. Well, just before you go on to that, um, just just so for those of you who are maybe not Christian, not familiar with uh, with the um, the Friday before, you, know, you did you call it Black Friday? <laughs> I no. think it's a Black the, the, Friday. Don't so you say Black is, Friday? This is Good Friday. Oh, Good yeah, Friday. Sorry. Yeah, Good Friday. Probably right. Yeah, so sorry. Good Friday. Um, in, the, in the Christian. <laughs> The Christian religion. No, that's okay. It was interesting. <laughs> um, it is a very black thing. <laughs> it is a very, it's a very sad thing. Um, is so so. Uh, Good Friday, which is the Friday before Easter, is traditionally when um, the you know the services uh, talk about the crucifixion of Christ, and yeah. um, basically the Passion is read, which is it tells the story of uh, Christ. Uh, being crucified and the whole thing of him um, going through the process, you know, before until he was on the cross and, and went to heaven. So um, it's a very dark uh, story. And I actually find that um, service very difficult to go through. So I don't always yeah. go to that one. <laughs> um, no, you, but no, it is. It is. So it's interesting. 
the point is Jesus doesn't want anymore that we go through that energy because he says, I'm ascended. I'm not a, I'm not yeah. on the cross anymore. And he also told me not to have him hanging on the cross in my house because he says, I ascended and I, I redempt the world and, and I'm not there hanging on the cross anymore. You know? And we have to see the ascension of Jesus Christ. And, and like so that. So do you have him? Do you have have pictures of him or statues of him? Yes, Standing? but not on the cross. <laughs> not, not on the, the cross. cross. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I was interrupting you. I was talking. You were talking about your uh, yeah. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. No, the point was, I had another near-death experience exactly in the Christmas, in the Holy Night of 2012. And uh, this was right when, after the 21st of December, you know, when everything should shift. And I was on the other side of the veil for the second time. And uh, Jesus Christ appeared. And he told me, you can decide whether you stay here and die or whether you go back to earth. And my first idea was to stay because my father had died in 2012. And I really thought, I, I don't want to fight for my life again. I did it already four years after leukemia. And, but then Jesus said, you know what? You can stay, it's your choice. But if you stay, you have to come back because you won't fulfill your mission for this lifetime. And then I decided to come back. And then that was the point when he really started to appear night by night, the 12 holy nights. And this was extreme. And out of this came the idea, or let's say, not the idea, but uh, he told me to write the novel, which I, I have written. It's called The Letter of Mary Magdalene, but it is, uh, in reality, it's a love story. It's a, it's a thriller. It's a spiritual quest uh, in, the, in the arts, in the music, in the opera world, and the ballet world, and, on the, and the, the main protagonists are on a way to find out secrets about Jesus Christ and also about Mary Magdalene. That's the story. And this came through through the wow. near-death experience. It was not my idea to write wow. the book. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. It's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Sounds like mystery. A bit. The people say it's more emotional and the hero is more complex but as exciting like <laughs> the Dan Brown. Oh, okay. So, is it set? Um, is it set in modern day, or is it's set in what, modern day? Prep- it's, it's set in I modern see. day okay. in, oh. in, two, in 2013, and it plays in Paris, in uh, Vienna, in Dresden, in Barcelona, in in uh, the south of France, in the cave of Mary Magdalene, and at the end in in Montserrat in the Pyrenees. Montserrat. Oh, and all the music to the pilgrimage to Montserrat. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, wow. And all about Mary, Mary Magdalene. Oh, my gosh. It just gave me chills. I, I want to, are you going to um, make a movie? <laughs> this would be great. I would love it. <laughs> I think it would be a good movie. It sounds like it would be an awesome movie. <laughs> if it's meant to about be? Mary Magdalene. <laughs> it, all right, let's pray. Um, let's uh, tell us about Mary Magdalene, and for those people who who may be not too familiar with her. Oh, Mary is Magdalene she? is is a wonderful being, and I think she was portrayed very very differently to who she is, who she was, and 
she she in reality was educated in a similar way like also Mother Mary. She was educated also as a priestess and she was not what to do the sinner. She was really a very educated and um, spiritual educated woman and and some say she was the the lover some say the the wife of jesus Mm. i don't want to persuade anyone but one thing made me always think is um, if jesus is the teacher of love as we know or the master of love how could he teach us love on all levels when he didn't live love on all levels this is my question for you Um, for me, mm. for me, they were very, um, they were living a sacred love, however you might think about it, and and he was calling her the apostle of the apostles, and she was the one who was not afraid after he was uh, dead. She was the one to say mm-hmm. to the others, to the men, don't hide. We have to get out, and we have to talk about. The message of love we have to show them to live the path of love and she she was so courageous to go on a boat without any um without any sail how do you say no uh you know uh, yeah um, um not a sailing boat there was no uh sailing, right. but she right. came so there was... from, she com- came from the holy land to france and and she started to really teach about the message in in France and and uh, in the south of France the people know about it and she lived there for 33 years in a cave and really she came yeah and she and the people know it and you can read and find legends about it and and she really became a vessel for this Christ energy because she really uh became as pure as she could become as a human being and she was really a saint at the end and and she really also wow. was able to heal people and when i was in her cave this year because before i i launched the novel i had to go again and when i was there this year i really could see that that she also helped people or helped the child to be uh, taken back from death and be, become alive again. It was incredible the visions I had there. Really? And where was this again? Where's the it's in, in the it's in the south of France, in the Provence, near Saint Maximin, and the cave is in Saint Baume. It's 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 really incredible. If you if you go to France next time, you have to go there because it's really. In, I am incredible. going there. I'm going to be there in less than a week. And I'm actually going to be in the South France. I don't know if I'll be uh, close enough to the cave, but now you got me. Maybe I'm going to take it. I'm going to have to get this exactly from you. I want to go. I I absolutely love that. My my big thing is going to sacred places. And and you know um, I have to be, I, I have sorry. <laughs> uh, I have been to many many places, but I don't know a place like that. It is so pure. And 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 it's incredible, and so many healings happen there, and and I, I I am sure you will love that place. I'm sure. Oh, I love those places, and and there's something about the energy there. It's just uh, incredible. There, you know, and whenever we travel, that's the first thing I want to do is go to a sacred site because, and a lot of places in Europe um, have 
been worshipped, you know, where the prayers are. People go to pilgrimage there and um, and off of there, you know, there have been relics left behind there. And just it's just, um, the energy is just incredible. Um, I was just thinking about going to Vézelay in France. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is uh, supposed to I also be where um, some relics I, of uh, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I I know. I wasn't called to go there, but one day I will. I mm-hmm. you know it's it's. Uh, you always have feel to, like it is beautiful. Yeah, I I am sure. I have that, seen a lot of pictures. It's, <laughs> it's magical, and the energy in there is just unbelievable. And it's in the whole space, and it's a it's a beautiful feeling of. Uh, I want to say, um, calm love, and mm. um, it's just just all over. Uh, it's just, just all very, very buzzy and um, and, and very very special. So, and there's mm. something about that uh, energy of a the female energy, you know, of a the female saint is just really just just unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah incredible it's, though. I mean, it's, of who she is to, and what she's done. She's, we, yes, and we have to bring back that energy because we need the. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ was living this full, full, um, full, how you say in English, uh, the full God self, you know, the the fully immersed self. And exactly, exactly. He was the embodiment and she is the female counterpart of the fully full embodiment. And so she is also so helpful for us together with him that we really become balanced within us. It doesn't matter whether we are women or we are men, but we have to really embody that divine God self, which lives in every single one of us. And I think Mm. the Christmas time is so perfect to really connect with that energy because it's so present in in these days. Yeah. I was just about to say that It, it is so very present. And you know that I think that's why people love it because they feel the love. <laughs> they feel the love yeah. of of Christ of Christus. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's just and the magic of it and the the magic of the spirit of Christmas and it's um it's in the in the people it's in the giving but it's in the lights it's in the in the thoughts it's uh that's the magic of Christmas. That's the magic. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the magic. The light and the love, and the light is coming back the twenty-first of December. So this is like also a, a turning point where the energy, and and on the other side, the the more the darkest time of the year helps us to go within and not just to be so outside of us, you know. So it the dark time helps us to really look within to go mm-hmm. into our own cave and and to really look at ourselves and to see what do i want to change what do i want to carry on what do i want to take with me in in the next year and what do i want to rebirth and what does it mean to have a new birth every year is it yes a, a new birth uh, of ourselves and and but i think along with that it manifesting something new exactly right. and to, and to really ask what is it what i want to bring into the world from me or for the world you know it it's in, in all senses mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but it is such a great moment and and uh, we always think we have to carry our past with us 
but we don't have to carry it. We can let it's just one single thought and one art speed that we can start new. And I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think that, you know, you don't need to go back into your past. You don't need to dredge up, you know, and figure out what's going on with that uh, inner child. I think that, you know, the magic and the the divine energy of of Christ's love and of Mary's, St. Mary's love and Mary Magdalene and all that is can just transform and we just go forward, right? We just go exactly. forward into the new next year, the new the new world, the new life that we want to create. We can create, uh, you know, something, a world that we want to be in. You know, and again, I'm thinking about today and how there are a lot of things on our minds, things that we feel maybe are dark and that worry us, but we can all change that. And even if uh, if we start with ourselves, then, you know, it kind of perpetuates and ripples out. It just sort of goes out and touches others. So would, would you, I, I, you know, I didn't... Uh, asked you this before, but I wanted to, would you be able to do a little prayer for all of us and just um, lead us in a, in a nice, um, I guess, energy gathering so that to, to <laughs> do just that, just what you said is call in. Yes. Uh, yes, Jesus, we do that. And yes, do that. whoever else seems to come and, you know, have everybody who's listening join in with Isabel so that uh, we can do just as she is. And, and, and I've been saying is let's, Take that energy in, that love, and then transform to the new birth of uh, that will carry us forth in the new year. So yes, take it away, yes. Isabel. So breathe in deeply and close your eyes while breathing out slowly. And connect with your heart. Just feel your heart. Listen to it. Be connected to your heart. And be in the now. Be present. And feel now the sacred loving energy of your brother, Jesus Christ, coming towards you from heaven and surrounding you, enfolding you with this beautiful, loving and powerful white golden light. And if you wish so, just hold your hands in the height of your heart with your palms looking towards heaven and breathe that white golden Christ light in breathe it in and feel being surrounded even more with every single breath you take and while breathing out you can feel the white golden light of Christ surrounding you, embodying you like a column from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven, feel being loved, feel being accepted just the way you are, and feel being protected. And always remember, your true essence is nothing but pure divine love. You are love, and so it is. Breathe in deeply and open your eyes when you are ready. That was wonderful, Isabel. Thank you so much for being on the show and getting us into the 
Christmas magic spirit and launching us into the new year. It's always so wonderful to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. I always love to be with you and to do our annual Christmas show. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, for yes, it's great. Thank you for being on. And uh, we've got Isabel's um, URL in the show notes, and you'll be able to go there and find out all about Isabel von Falois. And I'm Lisa Kay. You've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. And you can get me at lmk88.com and find out more about our shows. Angel blessings, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Merry Christmas.